ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to today's episode of Uncaged Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit back, enjoy the day with us. Um, I, we hope that you get inspired, that you hear something today that takes you to a new place or, or, or lights your soul in some way. My name is Stacy Johnston. Thrilled to be here with you, and equally honored to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. How are you today? I am doing great. It is a beautiful day here in West Texas. How are you? I am well. I am um, occupied today and out of my space, so doing things a little bit different, but I agree it's a beautiful day here, and uh, I'm excited. I love these conversations. I love who we get to meet and the stories we get to hear and the pieces of gold that they lay out for our audience. I just It intrigues me and excites me every day. It's like an adventure for me. How about you? Me too. I enjoy all of the places we get to go and the people we get to meet and never have to leave. Right, get to stay right in the comfort of your home. The hell the rules. So we talked yesterday, we had a really neat conversation yesterday about how this expands your ability to homeschool and teach your children. Let's share that with the audience this morning. How does it help you as a, as a teacher? I was just saying that... Um, when I took on the responsibility and role of teacher, I took it upon myself to also be responsible for teaching from all sides. So all the new people that we meet and all of the new things we hear about, all of the opportunities and adventures people go on really just gives me more fuel for my fire and more tools for my toolbox as far as that goes like it. I'd love to be able to, to have something like this. It really moves you forward in more than one way. It's really cool. I'm glad we get to do it. So let's bring our guest in. Are you ready? We have a gentleman joining us today, and as we're watching the sunshine and the wind blow, he's watching it snow at his house. So proof again that we could be lots of different places and be in the same spot. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me please present Mr. Fred Rutman. How are you today, Fred? I'm great, thank you. And thanks for having me on your show. Ah, well, we were glad. We were awfully glad that you came to join us, Mr. Rutman. How about you kick us off? Tell us who is Fred, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can we connect with you? Um, well, I'm, uh, I'm just a guy who had a whole bunch of weird things happen to him and uh, trying to make my way through life and hopefully inspire some other people. Um, I guess what happened to me is an improbable series of medical events that uh, probably one in a billion odds of this happening to anybody else, and it ended up with me being clinically dead dozens of times and having to recover from everything that went along with that and pretty much making it up as you go. Well, that's a lot. So tell us what you do now, Fred. What do you do? How, how do you spend your day, and how, how are you serving the world around you? Um, mostly I spend my day uh, working on the memoir I'm trying to write about this whole situation so that other people can learn from it and hopefully not go through anything similar. Uh, I might not have walked in your path, but I've certainly walked a path that's you know, likely parallel to people going through struggles. And I think 
it helps to to be able to relate to somebody else and see that you can come through these hard times. So I do that. And I also work with people intermittent fasting because intermittent fasting has been um, probably the largest contributor to me regaining my health. Okay. How about you explain what intermittent fasting is for people that don't know? Intermittent fasting is a style of eating. It's not a diet. And some people call it time-restricted eating. But you give yourself a window of time to eat and a window of time to fast. It's not a dry fast. You can drink uh, plain water or black coffee or black tea or green tea. Um, and you decide how long you're going to fast. So you might do something like a 16-8, which is 16 hours of fasting with eight hours of eating, which doesn't mean you have to eat for eight hours. It's just in that little window, you can you can eat your two meals or three meals, whatever you feel comfortable. Um, some people do 23-hour fast or 36-hour fasts, however it works best for you, um, because we're all individuals and we have our own genetics and our own physical history of we've dieted or we've been sick. So the intermittent fasting is very flexible. And the healing powers of intermittent fasting are, are off the charts. Initially, I was told to intermittent fast just for weight loss, because the doctors really didn't know that it had this health plan attached to it. And now they're starting to realize that it's probably the most powerful non-medicinal medical tool that we have. Mm. Wow. Okay. And you know what? I think there's a whole lot of people that don't know that because they don't understand right, the process of intermittent fasting, you hear about it, and you hear, you know, little blips and stuff. But I think there's probably a lot of lack of knowledge about the benefit of that to your body and to your overall healing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, wonderful if, knowledge. yeah, I so mean, that, if you go back in history, um, I mean, even to biblical times, uh, you know, the rabbis and sages of the time, uh, told people to fast, and they told them to fast for a reason. Um, sure, there's the spiritual component to it, but it also does good things for your body. Mm. You know, I think just the way society lays that out for us, you know, you get up in the morning, you have breakfast, a couple hours later you have lunch, maybe you have a snack, you have dinner, and we get ingrained into this pattern of eating because that's society's normal calendar for us. And I, mm-hmm. I agree, I think there's, so many ways sometimes that your body functions better when you feed it according to your body's needs, not necessarily social clock. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, people make a lot of money on the way we eat these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah they do. The standard American diet is definitely a money-making machine, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we go back, even 300 years, we certainly weren't eating six times a day. Correct. But, you know, I do. I eat four or five times a day, just space out those little meals and then have that 12-hour span of time when I don't. 
Um, so I, under, mm-hmm. I understand the process of intermittent fasting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it works really well. But there, you know, I think so many people, Fred, and, and you tell me if you agree, especially from the position you sit in, we get caught up in a medical cycle, and we just think that there has to be a sooner or later there's going to be this a magic pill that's going to come along, or a certain therapy, or a certain this that's going to come along and change that wheel. And sometimes it, it actually takes us stepping out of the wheel first before it ever changes. So that we can oh, recognize sure. so many things outside the, the modern Western medicine wheel. Yeah, yeah I, I think, you know, because of TV and movies and the way we see medicine presented on those shows, um, you know, even going back to Star Trek, you know, they've got this little electronic thing that automatically heals you and, uh, you know, things like that, or you watch a, sto- a series like um, Grey's Anatomy where, you know, they always find the answer to every medical problem and have a happy ending most of the time. Uh, right. The real world just doesn't lo- work like that. And uh, it's given us a false sense of of what medicine and pharmace- pharmaceuticals and those things can do for us. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you, this, I think fear stops us. I think lack of knowledge stops us. I think just society's judgment, other people's judgment of our path stops us from stepping outside mm-hmm. that box and finding true healing. So congratulations on the path that you've taken to, to find your way out of a lot of that. That's a very inspirational for somebody that needs to hear that, you know, there's hope. Hold on, pain mm-hmm. in, right? Yeah, I just have stop. to do a, a little little disclaimer on this. Uh, if you're going to try intermittent fasting, please do so under the guidance of um, your medical practitioner. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a, a few people that shouldn't try it, uh, women that are pregnant or breastfeeding, or if you've had a, an eating disorder. Um, mm. It's not advised for you to undertake intermittent fasting. So. Very important information. Thank you for sharing that, Fred. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that part. So let's let's take this a little bit different direction. In this, sure. you've been on a quest since the time you were born, right, to overcome a, a series of medical anomalies right, and things along the way. Um, in that, in your quest from that to, to today, have you developed or come to uh, a definition of hero? And who in your lifetime along that journey fits into that description for you? That, that's such a powerful question, and I, I thought a lot about this over the last couple of days. And I think hero is sort of a spectrum, um, depending on where you are in life and, and how you see things. So um, I don't see myself as a hero for having gone through what I've done and trying to get myself back to a a place of being fully functional. I see people like my parents who had lifelong challenges and just soldiered on. And, you know, they, they're my heroes. I mean, I guess if I learned something from them through maybe osmosis, maybe I have, a resilience gene or an overcoming adversity gene. Um, But, you know, 
the more you use it, the stronger it gets. And I think everybody has hero potential in them. They just have to be willing to explore a bit to find it. And it doesn't have to be a hero like we see in the movies or, you know, somebody doing these very, very high-risk things. You, you can be a hero if you just take care of yourself. I mean, if you've been intimidated to not go to the gym because you think you're going to be judged, you know, making yourself go to the gym for three days in a row, you're a hero. I mean, right. that's that's how you start. And that's how you be a hero to other people, by by showing them that you can step out of your comfort zone and do things that are really not in your nature. I really love that. I love that concept, you know, like, like you said, that I think we get this, again, back to society's norms, right? We get this concept that a hero has to be this grand, powerful, wealthy, connected someone that swoops in and saves the day. And what we've learned mm-hmm. through these conversations with people is that the real concept of hero is people just like your mom and dad, those people that show us resilience, that, that show up and lift us up when we need to fly those people that teach us something and come alongside us in our life and make an impact on us. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, love, I love the stories. I love the fact that, yeah, you recognize your mom and dad. That's beautiful. I, I think as parents, that's what we all want, right? Is mm-hmm. to be able to be that for our children um, and to show up for that, for them. So I, for sure. I, think, that's, yeah, I think that's beautiful. I, and, um, I, I have yeah. one more category that I'd like to share. Please do. And it's people who have the ability to learn outside the realm of their cognitive bias. Mm. Okay. You know, Expand on that a little bit. Of, I experienced that a lot with, with the doctors. You know, when I first got sick, they're, they're, they kept trying to prove I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I'm uh, overweight white male in his mid-40s. You're sick. That's that's what we're going to find. And we're going to keep right. trying to find it until we do. And that wasn't what I was happening. That wasn't what was happening to me. I wasn't having a heart attack. And you'd think, you know, after you test me 15 times and it comes up negative, <laughs> you, you'd move off your position. Right. But, you know, but we have so many people, and this is not to bash the medical community, um, but we just have so many people that are taking positions that won't open themselves up to new ideas. And, mm. you know, you've really got to look within yourself to be able to do something like that. And people that do it, I give them a lot of credit. You're, you're exactly right. That's another one of those hiccups I think we see so many times is we, we get in a we get in a rut, we get in a, a consistency that works so we're always looking for the elephant in the room. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not an elephant after all, right? It's a zebra over here in the corner. And you have mm-hmm. to be willing to you know, to bypass the elephant and look for the zebra. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. How about you, Cassie? Where does that take you? 
I think that I think you're right, you know, I think it takes a whole different kind of person to be able to put their own education and belief aside and view it and, you know, think about it from a different perspective. So I, I totally agree with that. So let's mm-hmm. take this in, again, a, another direction. If sure. there was a particular life lesson that you have learned throughout your journey and your experiences that you think our audience needs to hear, what would it be? Um, I think there, there's a couple of things. One, you're likely more strong or stronger than you think you are if you give it the chance. And second one, uh, there's a phrase that um, comparison is the thief of joy. And if you keep comparing your life to somebody else's, um, you know, like in the Bible, it says, do not covet. I mean, you know, that's right. You never get anywhere by coveting what somebody else has. Um, there, There's no limit to the supply of joy that's available to you if you want it. It's not like it's manufactured in a plant. It's it's a mindset. And uh, I guess third thing is um, from Viktor Frankl, who was a Holocaust survivor, uh, and he wrote um, Man's Search for Meaning, I think, is the title uh-huh. of one of his books. And he says, if you have hope, you can conquer anything. So I think there's also, you know, hope isn't manufactured. You can have as much or as little as you want. And the more hope you have, it physically changes your body when you have hope and joy in your life. Changes your hormones. It just changes everything and makes life easier. I agree. I think that, that joy is a, like happiness, is a decision that you make. I mean, you're there, you're doing it, and you can do that with joy and happiness or you are not, but you're still doing it. So choose joy. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. That should be a bumper sticker. I agree. Hmm. I absolutely agree. So I think it's beautiful. Go, Kath. I'm sorry. If you had the chance to take all of your experiences and life lessons and put a one-liner of advice on a T-shirt as your message to the world, what would it say? Well, that's another strong question. I would say God doesn't make mistakes. You are the way you are because you're supposed to be the way you are. That's powerful. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, through, really... through all... Go ahead, please. No, I was going to say that that's a point I try really hard to drive home with my kids. 
I don't know why I went through everything I've gone through, and likely I'll I'll never know. But it happens for a reason, and it's put me in this place for a reason. So I think my purpose now is to share my story and try to help inspire others. You know, I may be wrong at that, but that's where this seems to be leading me. There's no reason I should be alive right now. The doctors have no reason I should be alive. But yet, here I am. No, that's pretty powerful, Fred, just to make that connection, right? I have have said for lots of time, um, for a long time and in many different situations that we make decisions along the way, but God doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, told, absolutely. Uh, even though we do, he doesn't. And so w- wherever you find yourself, you're there because that's the next place for you to be until you have learned what you need to learn or grown where you need to grow or touched who you need to touch. Then you get to move on to that next thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not a mistake. I, I totally agree with you. So I, I love this conversation, Fred. Thank you so much for My joining pleasure. us today for... Your, for your transparency, for your candor, for those bits of gold that you dropped on us, wonderful insights and information. That I find your story very inspiring to people. So I'm going to just end my side by telling you thank you so much. Um, I appreciate your journey, and, and I may it continue to flourish and, and move you forward. We'd love our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by God and by grace and enlighten up if we can serve you in some way. If you'd like to share your story, if you want to banner a word with us, or if you just need someone to talk to, we're interested in what you have to say. So please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Um, Fred, thank you for what you do, for who you serve, the people you touch, and the healing that you bring to those that can just come alongside you to understand. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today? Well, first, I would like to second that. <clears throat> thank you for being with us, and thank you for sharing. Um, I guess I would like to leave with a challenge, you know, for usual. Um, my challenge today would be to, you know, Fred mentioned that part of his definition of a hero was somebody that steps outside their comfort zone. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my challenge today for our listeners is to step outside, whatever that is, whatever that means to you. Mm. Good challenge. Just to sit with what it means to step outside. Yeah. So, Fred, we would be honored if you would take the stage, close out our show first, give us the last 90 seconds. How would you like to leave our audience today? I would, I guess, double down on that challenge um, and that remember that it doesn't have to be something so grandiose. You know, maybe it can be something as simple as, you know, cutting down the amount of cream you put in your coffee or, you know, eating one less meal of, of ultra-processed food. Um, your body really is a temple, and we need to give it good fuel in order to have the best mindset we can to, to get us where we need to go. Uh, so, you know, be good to your body. It's the only one you have. And be good to your mind. It's the only one you have. 
So I think that's what I would leave with the audience. Thank you.